0: Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr., and today I have the privilege and the honor of having Representative Vernon Jones on my show to share with you why he's made his decision to support President Trump for re-election, talk about the backlash that he's been been receiving, as well as some other stuff. So without any further ado... Uh, it is my pleasure to welcome Vernon Jones to the show. Vernon, Representative Vernon Jones, such an honor to have you with me, sir. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine, David, and thank you so much for having me on. That's an honor. And to be able to uh, uh, participate with your, with your listeners, that, that is amazing, David. That's amazing.
0: Well, it is my pleasure. You know, it takes a lot of courage to do what you did, and I can only imagine the amount of backlash that you've received from doing it. Um, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for standing up for sharing what I believe is absolute truth of what this president's done, not only for America, but especially the black community and uh, and doing it, being a Democrat in the House of Representatives of Georgia. It's just uh, it's sent shockwaves through the political atmosphere. And uh, but I'm glad that you did it, sir.
1: Well, David, uh, just like you and others. Um, we believe in results and that's what Donald Trump has provided certainly to the African American community and throughout the whole entire country Um, when you look at three major things criminal justice reform where Joe Biden wrote the crime bill that put thousands of African Americans in jail separated from their families separated from from mothers and sisters and brothers the president came back and boldly passed the first step act that that is literally sending thousands of black men back home, men period, to be with their, and women to be with their families. Also, uh, David, the economy, certainly prior to the pandemic crisis, there was record unemployment numbers for the African-American community and across the board. That was huge. People want to work. He gave them opportunity to work, opportunities to work. And also, uh, David, I'm a graduate, proud graduate of a Historical Black College, North Carolina Central University, which has a tradition like many other HBCUs of providing that breeding ground for them for the best and the brightest the scholars those in academics those in politics those that are in medicine uh, when traditionally we couldn't go to historical white colleges and so uh, with him coming back and restoring the, the, the financial assistance that was previously cut and to write it into law to give them that support stability so uh, HBCUs don't have to come out year in and year out to lobby for resources it's there that's amazing uh, uh, to me that, that's an amazing feat for the president of the United States. And that's why I wholeheartedly came out and endorsed him and supported him. But I, I did, not you know, I was going to send such a shockwave uh, through the country, but we all know why.
0: Yeah, we do. There's definitely just a disdain, it seems like, among most of the liberals, uh, liberal elite and liberals and Democrats, politicians. There's just such a disdain that they don't want to. It seems like they do not want to acknowledge the things that you just shared. Let me ask you this, when was it, at what point, in your mind, in your heart, did you decide that you wanted to vocally come out and share your support for President Donald Trump?
1: Well, actually, uh, David, I have a history of inviting with the Democratic party because they've gone so far to the left with their uh, radical and, and socialist views. Uh, back in 2000, as when I got elected county exec, I was running the same time President Bush was. I voted for President Bush. Um, I was for faith-based, Second Amendment. Those are things I grew up, on, grew up with uh, part of my culture in North Carolina on my family's farm. Um, when I saw what President Trump was doing, actually, during his campaign, as you can remember, what he said in Michigan, what do you have to lose? Give me a chance. And that resonated yes. to me. And I gave him a chance that time. And then within three years, this president has done more for African-Americans than any president during my time. And when I saw him up for re-election, and I saw my party going so far to the left with Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and AOC and some of the others, um, I I could not get out there on that limb. That's why I said the Democratic Party uh, left me. I didn't leave them. And so I held true to my convictions. I held true to my beliefs, my independence, and I realized also that the democratic party does not have room in that big tent for independent thinking black men and black women with conservative leans. Um, their agenda is not for black people their agenda is for illegals and their agenda is for the lgbtq community and that's fine they can have their agenda here's the problem Joe Biden is, is, is giving the credit, or the credit is given to African Americans for saving Joe Biden down in South Carolina. Well, we've saved the Democrats on many times, but what happened when they get elected, we don't have a seat at the table. If we do, we get the crumbs on the floor. Not this time. I'm not going to be able to vote for a man that put African Americans in jail versus a man, uh, President Trump, who released a lot of those African Americans. There's just no way. He's done more than three years than Joe Biden has done in almost 40 years. And so When I saw this election coming up, finally, here's what really got me into it. There was a transgender that approached me at the Capitol signing an immigration bill that said "If we identify or arrest these violent offenders that are illegal, that there's no sanctuary for them, that they must be reported by the local police to, uh, to, to to the ICE agency. And this guy came up, this transgender, i say, excuse me, I'll, I'll say that I'm respectful. He wants to be, but, or she wants to be. But here, uh, this person approached me and started poking me in my arm. Why did you sign this bill? Why did you sign this bill? You're black. Uh, you're like me. I'm transgender. We're the same. I said, I said, hold it, partner. Let's stop writing it there. You can be whatever you want to be based on how you feel. I don't have that choice. I am black from cradle to grave. I can't wake up exactly. one day and say, hey, I think I'm going to be white. Or hey, I can't do that. And so to compare the two, and which is a bigger problem, that the left has allowed the, the gay community to hide that civil rights. And so now they want to compare yes. gay rights and civil rights. But they're two different things. I don't, I stand up for the Constitution, equality for all. I don't have an issue with that. But let me tell you, to make a comparison, so finally um, the House leadership, the Democrat House leadership, came jumping on me about it. And call me homophobia, xenophobia. Look, I may be like, claustrophobia, but I'm not those phobias. I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> I mean, they're people. I love everybody. Uh, the Democratic yeah. Party said I need to to either apologize or step down or come and meet with the leadership of the of the gay caucus and her. I, I said, for what? Based on my beliefs. And so that was enough. And I said, hey. I'm ready to get on with this. Uh, President Trump, I'm tired of seeing him get beat up in the media for doing things right. They don't want to give him credit. And I just stood out and say, I'm from President Trump. I didn't care what anybody else thought. It's how I felt. And uh, I can tell you a lot more feel like that, David. Other legislators, and you may have heard about representative up in uh, in Michigan. Just because she said thank you to the president, her party has censored her. Uh, And Tennessee, Representative DeBerry. Uh, here's what's interesting. The Democratic Party literally took his name off the ballot because he's pro-life and he's pro-school he's pro choice. The Democratic Party is full of bigotry. Uh, it's full of discrimination. And so that's why I said I didn't leave the party. The party left me. And I'm going to agitate them to the end. I decided initially to not complete my term because of all that backlash. But when I saw the American people and people in my district, all colors, black, white, People around the world were sending me, "Wait a minute, you know you're right. We feel the same way. We support you. Don't, don't quit. Finish your turn." I came back and said, "You know, what? I'm finishing my turn, and I'm gonna give them hell right until the last day I'm in office in
0: January."
1: <laughs> and I hear they help President Trump get reelected.
0: Well, I so appreciate that. You know, I I, I was gonna ask you uh, if there's a growing sentiment that you've seen from the inside on the Democrat side of other individuals like, I think it's Karen uh, uh, Whittier-Witzer, the the uh, Democrat that literally credits the president for saving her life because he, en- he endorsed and shared the, the facts about hydroxychloroquine and how potentially beneficial that could be for her. And she's taken a beating as well. Are there other individuals like that on the Democrat side? Are there just a few? Are they sprinkled? Or is the sentiment that you share of being just absolutely fed up with the Democrat Party choosing illegals over the black community and 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 even over American citizens, is that a growing consensus that you see and feel from a lot of the other um, p- p- politicians in office, um, people in office that are that are paying attention or that are actually wake to what's going on?
1: Let me say this, David. Um, um, this is where it really counts. This is America. Going back to our founding fathers, we have to put country before party, and that's the bigger problem right now. It's such partisan politics. Upmanship one-on-one, who's trying to have the majority of, of, of the legislature and Congress. President Trump has done a lot for this country. African Americans know it, but they're afraid of those white liberals who will make them feel like President Trump is a demon, and they get black agent provocateurs to attack other blacks who think independently. You gotta understand the Democratic Party survives off the black vote. But the black vote does not survive the Democratic Party. Matter of fact, they kill us all. And so um, a lot of my colleagues have called me, even in the leadership, and said that, Vernon, you're right. You're absolutely right. And a lot of us feel that. But they urge to come forward. You know, one courageous man in the crowd is a majority. It's all like church, though. I can tell you things are happening. You know, when you're in church and the pastor asks you to come on down and give your life, and everybody wants to come, they're just kind of waiting for the first person to go down. And then the first person comes down, and then you think, like, well, let me see if someone else and someone else, then all of a sudden you see them flocking down. I think what I did, I, I put a crack in that wall. And that wall is seeping now. And we're coming through that wall. You're going to see it at the polls this year too. And you're going to see more African-Americans in various states start to call out the black part, the black uh, the, or the Democratic Party. You know, I noticed something too in the national stage with the presidential Democratic debate. Start off with diversity ended up with two white men because blacks, good qualified blacks, were disqualified, not from the people voting for them, but for so-called rule changes. But they changed the rules also to let a rich white guy comes in, the mayor up and out of, out of New York, who many have called the racist for what he said about throwing black and brown men up against the wall and they're they where all the crime, yep. their neighborhoods has all the crime. When in fact, I start thinking about Bernie Madoff, where Bernie Madoff doesn't live in the hood, but he had a lot of crime, hurt a lot of people. So that's not necessarily true. So um, w- with that, it, it's interesting. They're right back to that same group of white men. And you know who they're asking for? The black vote to come out. And I'll bet you this. If if the Democrat loses, which he's gonna lose, watch the quarterbacks. They're gonna say there was not enough black support. It's always blamed on the African American community when there's when a Democrat loses on the national stage or statewide where well, there was no black support. Well, no, there's black turnout. There's no white turnout for you because you're out of step. And so, David, uh, yes, a lot of us are here. More of us are gonna be coming out. You'll see soon. Um, they, they may not change parties. Um, but they're gonna start speaking about what the Democratic Party is doing for them, and not gonna be taken for granted anymore.
0: Well, I really hope, and I actually believe that you're right. I, I don't know how it, I don't know how individuals, especially that have been elected by the by their constituents to represent them and represent their best interests, could continue to buy into and feed into the lies of the mainstream media and not be awakened to accept the truth of what this president has done. For all Americans, but as you said, record low unemployment for the black community, Hispanic community, Asian community, record funding for historical black colleges and universities, prison reform, releasing thousands of, uh, of Americans and a high level of them, over 90% of them black, reunited with their families. It's, it's just such a beautiful thing. Opportunity zones, which is something that really hasn't even begun to take effect yet, but uh, there's so much that this president has done, it just baffles me that individuals, that politicians are continuing to choose their party line over their own people in their own country.
1: Well, David, I made it clear. I left that plantation. They can give that room to somebody else. I'm out. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to be an agitator within this Democratic Party. I was telling someone the other day, uh, you know, if you try washing your clothes without an agitator, you end up with some wet, dirty clothes. I'm going to agitate that party. I'm going to root out that bigotry. I'm going to elbow them until they make room for independent thinking and conservative leaning blacks, black men and women. Uh, and let them know that the gay agenda and the illegal agenda and all, all those other agendas are not going to be on, on the front of the bus and put black people on the back of the bus. It's kind of interesting. We're right back on the back of the bus. And you know it takes about 21 days to start or break a habit. Imagine African-Americans have been voting Democrat most of them, for the past 60 years. So it doesn't break overnight. But let me tell you, that pot is boiling over, It's boiling. The lid is shaking and trembling. You can tell something's getting ready to break. Um, and you're going to see, it's kind of interesting. A lot of whites want to say right now they're for Donald Trump, but they don't want to be called a racist. A lot of blacks want to say they're for Donald Trump, but they don't want to be called a Republican. And so... When you wait till that poll, wait till that landslide happens at the polls, because Donald Trump has a solid record of accomplishments, and there's not a community, not a race, not a gender, or anybody he's left behind. He has helped everybody, anybody who wanted to work in this country. He's worked with small businesses. He got investors to come back and start investing their money here. And you know what I like about him too. I too agree. But I know you do, David. America first. We're spending millions of dollars around the globe building schools and bridges and just giving countries money just, just to be friends with them. How,
0: how did we even get to this place as a country where so many Americans don't know the facts that you just shared? Literally, Joe Biden uh, wrote the crime bill with Clinton. He co-sponsored and wrote that crime bill that led to the mass incarceration of black Americans huge disparity uh largely because of the whole crack cocaine epidemic and then you can go back to what's been exposed on how the crack even got into south central los angeles and that was a whole other additional just uh issue with with how it got there but it definitely seems like a a full-blown attack and now here we have this man that's running to become the president of the united states and is trying to champion the same black vote of who he sold out decades ago
1: but here's what's the challenge. You can ask an African-American, what is it that Joe Biden has done for you? And they mm-hmm. can't think of anything. And you can say, well, let me tell you, you can fact check me, Joe Biden helped right and shepherd the crime bill through that locked up thousands of black men. You all worry about that? Yes. Well, then here's President Trump. He's come through and did criminal justice reform and he's letting those same blacks out that were caught up in that web of that senseless crime deal. And you still want to vote for Joe Biden? Look what Trump is, look what he did for Ms. Johnson. She yes. petitioned the Obama administration twice to be let out. Here's the lady, first offense, nonviolent offender. She was what they call a MEW, made a phone call that was part of a drug ring. She gets 42 years, spent 20 in jail petitioned, the the Trump petitioned the Obama administration on two occasions. You had a black attorney general, Eric Holder, and you had, they called uh, President Obama black, African American president. And both times she petitioned them, they turned her down. Trump comes and he lets her out. And many other blacks out. And you want to figure out, it's it's mind boggling. It is. but What it is, is the bigotry And the brain game that they're playing with African Americans, with the left liberals, they want to make you think that you choose between the lesser of two evils. If you compare the two together, the true evil person is Joe Biden. I don't mean as a person, but as the phrase the lesser of two evils. Donald Trump helped with black colleges. Donald Trump has done prison reform. Donald Trump has helped with the economy, and more blacks have gotten jobs than ever before during that period. In, in my lifetime. Donald yes. Trump created opportunities zone districts that many of those those districts are outlined in African American communities that's been devastated by lack of unemployment, lack of economic development, and lack of housing. So that was geared towards investing in those communities and helping the, those black areas out, men are black. And you wanna say the less of two evils and you want to, and here's Dave, here's what really gets me when they say, well, Trump just doing that he's just throwing crumbs out there. You call that crumbs, ask a family member who just got out of jail after 20 years
0: and yes. got 20 more to serve. Yeah. You
1: know, ask that person who went to an African-American college that closed because funding hit it and they didn't have that year-in-year-out funding like what's now been written into the, the law. Because like yeah. we said, colleges, they literally had to go up every year and compete with everybody else including resources going to illegals well you know who got the most resources the illegals not yep. blacks not the black historic colleges.
0: It it is such a it is such a truth that uh you know i was let down you know if, on the subject of obama i was let down i i my mother had told me i really started paying attention to politics you know i'm 40 uh i'm 40 i'll be 45 Something. years old this year comes, but now. Well, yeah <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute. It's my birthday's next month, but um my mom told me when when, when Obama had the chance to become president um in in '8, I really started paying attention to politics because obviously it's like what we could have a black president I was excited yeah. and then yeah. my mom said, pay attention and go look at how he votes on the issues that matter and for me as a christian, one of the one of the uh you know I'm a, I could be a one uh, a one point voter. I could have one issue, one issue voter, and it could be, it would be abortion. It, it really is for me. Because for me, if somebody's moral compass is off with thinking that it's okay in any way, shape, or form to harm an unborn baby, then what else is off with their moral compass? So while I was excited for the opportunity to vote for Obama, I began to look and research at how he voted. And when I saw that he voted against, a medical bill that would have given treatment to babies that survived abortions. And when I saw that he voted for um, partial birth abortion, literally late-term abortion where babies are dismembered, color went out the window. I didn't care what color he was. I wasn't going to vote for him. But that's that. So that's one of the crux of the issues for me. Yet I understand why so much of America and so much of black America, obviously, they must have been willing to overlook it you know overlooked those issues or they didn't know those issues existed with him and they just wanted to see a black president where do you think that lines up where do you think that lined up for most for most Americans you think they were just really excited for the opportunity to have a black president and so they just kind of overlooked how he voted
1: David, i think i think many of us many Americans and I would say black and white felt like oh we've got to a place now that we can have a person of color in the highest office in the land and yeah. so uh, it reminded me when I first got elected county executive, first black to get elected. Among many African-Americans, there was unreasonable expectations. I was supposed to complete everything and fix all the rights and the wrong. And among many whites, there was unreasonable fears. They didn't know what to feel. Was I going to do to them what they've been doing to us? And mm-hmm. so I had to walk a very fine line there. But here's what's interesting. You mentioned what was important to you. And you let your voice be known, but your party did not try to come to you and say, "Wait a minute, I'm going to silence you because you don't agree with this, you don't agree with that." So look, I'm going to I'm going to put your light out, Hmm. and I'm going to call you all sorts of kinds of names. And you don't share the same values, you don't. But you are one issue voter, and that's fine. There are some of us who may like that. The problem here with Democratic Party, if you don't toe their line. If you don't follow their agenda, then you're not a Democrat. Then you don't share their values. That's why I said values really cross partisan lines. You are who you are. I agree with some things, President Obama, but many things I didn't. I agree with some things with with President Trump, but many things I don't. But I can tell you this, what's most important to me as an African-American, Donald J. Trump has done what no other president has done in my lifetime, and that was go to the heart of the black community and create policies that have a direct effect on improving their lives, on helping them out, on assisting them. He was listening to a constituency that really didn't vote for him in the record numbers. He didn't vote for him above what, 16%, which was more than most Republicans received. But can you imagine giving 85% of your vote to 90% to every time there's a Democrat running and you get left behind? You, you, you know, that, that just doesn't make any sense. So what I try to do, and I think many try to do, is we vote on the person we believe. Let me say it this way. I'm for who's for me. Mm. Doesn't matter what party you're in, I'm for who's for me. Who's for me and mine, my community, my family. That's yeah. how I look at it. You know, when Blacks vote independently like that, white liberals are afraid. Because that's whose shoulders they're standing on. They're standing on the black vote. And you know what? Wow. It's a captive audience. They don't have to earn it. They don't have to ask for it because they know it's going to be there. And that's why when Trump said in Flint, Michigan, at that black church, what do you have to lose? You've been voted for them. you still complaining that you haven't gotten anything, including having a black president. So yes. wait a minute. Why not give us a chance? Um, and so... What he has done in that three and a half years is what a lot of people at least said about Donald Trump. Well, you know what? He's doing what he said he's gonna do. He said he's gonna have African American community, and he has. And it's kind of ironic. I feel so bad a lot of times because I've experienced it too. When Blacks are invited to come to the White House or when Blacks are considered for positions, they get ostracized, they get criticized. They get called bad names, but then they say, "Well, Trump is not doing enough for black. He's not hiring enough blacks." Well, every time he does, you you, you scare the hell out of those who've been considered because they don't be criticized by you. But that's white liberals who get what I call black agent provocateurs to carry their water to attack other blacks. So it hides wow. the bigotry from the white liberals. And when they want to talk about their party as being a party, yeah, kept the Democratic Party being a part of big tent of inclusion and, and diversity. Yeah, they have diversity among. The color and gender and orientation, but not independent thoughts for a black person or a white person. Oh, when it comes to that, no. Let us tell you what you should be doing and what right. you, you should be thinking. I mean, if you don't, I'm gonna release the attack dogs on you. And so that's why you know, I said the party didn't, I didn't leave the party, the party left me and I'm gonna remain here and I'm gonna be that agitator. Cause you know, as my mother would say, If you wash clothes and you don't have an agitator in it, at the end of the day or the end of the wash, you're going to have some dirty, wet clothes. Right now, (laughs) for me to leave, the Democratic Party is going to end up being dirty and wet. I'm going to agitate them. I'm going to elbow them. I'm going to do everything I can to remove that white sheep from its head. Because the Democratic Party is being led, really, by a plantation owner.
0: Mm. And the
1: Blacks that are there, the ones that they they won't allow you to think independently, they're just plantation workers, because if you can think independently, you'll rise up from that plantation. You'll turn the lights off and say, give this room to somebody else. That's what I did. And wow. so when white Democrats vote Republican, it's elevated. It's, it's a good thing. Oh, they're called Reagan Democrats. They're not ostracized and criticized when a black votes for another party, president of another party, Republican specifically. Oh, here comes the lynching law.
0: Yeah, Zell
1: Miller, in my state, former governor, Democratic governor, former uh, Democrat U.S. senator. Not only did he, he endorse George W. Bush for his reelection, he also came and spoke at the Republican convention. Hmm. They didn't do to Zell Miller like they did to me. They didn't censor Zell. They didn't say that he's an embarrassment to the party. Wow. They said nothing of sort. But when it came to me, African-American, White liberals didn't want me to do that
0: now I'm not calling them racist well I will about I will because that's racist you know, I mean that's blatant racism if if they don't tendency. if they don't treat a white person in the Democrat party that supports a Republican candidate a Republican president or Republican nominee if they don't ostracize them and cut them off yet the moment you uh, a, a fellow member of the black community, and a, a strong businessman, I mean, you were the CEO of uh, of Cobb uh, yeah, County, go. overseeing go. 7,000 people, two plus billion dollar budget, you're a brilliant individual, and the moment you step out and say, I, I actually like, which is what all Americans should want, all Americans should want a lot of bipartisan uh, actions taking place, yeah. Yeah. so you do that and they ostracize you, they call you an embarrassment to your own party and literally had you to the point where you were going to step down and then you decided not to. But just on the just on that fact, you said you won't call them racist. I will, because that's racism 101, brother.
1: Well, it's bigotry and it certainly has racial undertone. Um, I'll say this, you know, um, I, I, I spent my life working for black people trying to help improve their lives and I have a track record of doing so improving their communities, creating opportunities for them for jobs and investing in building and growing their businesses. I've done it for everybody, but specifically I did not leave the African American community behind. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear this, um, when I decide to ex- exercise my independent thought, I'm beat up on, but we've had, we've had democratic congressmen, white, conservatives, that were representing mostly black districts during the Obama administration. And Obama ended up endorsing one of those one time over a black female state senator who was running for that congressional seat. And most of the time, he spent his votes. He and the other one, John Marshall and and, and Jim Jim Marshall and John Barrow, they spent their votes, in most cases, against President Obama, against uh, uh, things that were been perceived as helping African Americans. But you know what the white Democrats said in Georgia? Oh what? well, they're in conservative-leaning districts, so they gave them a free ride. Wow! Why don't we elect some Republicans who were and want our vote and lean a little, little, more to the left with you know good left, uh, reasonable left, center left? Why couldn't we elect some of those? But no, they get a free pass. And for me, wow. in this last election, that one of those same it's in the election. I of those same Democrats that lost their seat to a Republican. He came back to run for secretary of state last election cycle and the liberal media built him up against the Republican and said, Oh, well, you know, he's a good Democrat and he has conservative leanings." They said it with a positive stand on it's what I'm saying. But for hmm. me, Oh no, I dare you.
0: Well, it's because you're a threat to the narrative that they've been building for years against this president which is that he's a racist, he's a sexist, he's a xenophobe, um, he hates Mexicans, he hates blacks. They've been building this narrative. The mainstream media and so many in the Democrat party have been complicit in building this narrative that you, sir, with just one declaration and statement completely shatters it. Why in the world would a black Democrat representative in the House of Representatives, why would he openly stand up and share his support for Donald Trump if he was really a racist, a bigot, a misog- if he was any of those things, why would he do that? It's a threat it's to the lies, and you, you're you shattering that narrative. But I hope and, that's and waking people buzzword. up.
1: And he represents a, a district of 70 percent black. Oh, that's the buzzword for black to say, hey, you better come back on this plantation. You, you, you get ready to run off the plantation, we're going to tell the man on you. That's all that was about. Wow. see if that were a white to do that it'd be no problem. And you know what? I look at a lot of whites right now that are in the, in the Republican Party. They were Democrats. They went to the Republican Party, but no one ostracized them
0: when they right. moved over to the
1: party and they kept right on getting elected. I, there are a lot of liberals, wow. believe it or not, there are a lot of liberal Democrats that are white who moved to the Republican Party. You know why? Because they felt like they were being nudged out and their districts now, they couldn't get elected in their districts anymore. So they're going to wow. join another party because they were trying to be around the party, maybe because it's wider, you know. And they put on a New Jersey and kept right on going, and nothing happened. Nobody said you're not welcome over here. Nobody criticized them when they left. Nothing like that. Oh, it was accepted. And so that's why I'm trying. I'm trying to get my black people to be woke on what's really happening. I'm not asking to change party, uh, data. I'm not saying that at all. But if you become woke, you would go beyond changing the party. That party become irrelevant. You become you'll start to change your ways. When you start to change your ways, then you're free. You know, I always like to say this. um, Many times, black people, the Democratic Party has them. They are free. No, let me change it. They're loose, but they're not free. Mm. It's a big difference. They're loose. There's no shackles here, but they're not free. When you become free, then you exercise your own mind and your own thoughts. And that's when you're dangerous to that far left radical side of
0: the party. Let's talk about, I love your take. We covered a little bit of Joe Biden right now. I personally feel like he's battling something mental. It could be onset, early onset dementia. Uh, But there, I personally believe that it's very visible in the way that he has a very difficult time putting two thoughts together in the same sentence and then changing his mind. It seems like it's very obvious that he's battling something. What's your take on the current mental state of Joe Biden? Do you think it's – what do you think it is, or do you want to – what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, David, let me say this. Um, my, my mother, as you know, recently passed, and my mom is a very nice facility um, here in Atlanta. And I witnessed a lot of family, um, my own personal family. i witnessed other family members. And deal with it. Let me tell you, that is uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, and related illnesses. Um, that, that's very serious and very sad my heart. It and goes out. Um, when I look at the at Vice President Joe Biden, I like him as a person. I just disagree with his policy. Right. And when I see him out there like that, and he, his statements are not uh, consistent it tells me something is going on, but the bigger problem, who I blame, and what really caused me to have a heartburn, it's not because he's out there, he's the nominee, it's because those who are profiting off of him, those who are using him for their own political purposes. Yeah. Um, where you have to put him out, and you hide him, then you put him out with his wife. Um, why, are you, why, why are you doing that to him as opposed to trying to get this man some help? Exactly, He's in the twilight of his years and um, being with his family and not having to deal with this madness here to me would be more important. But I feel like he's being exploited and I think it's wrong. And and that's the thing my heart goes out to Joe Biden and his wife and his family. Because I believe he's a nice man. I believe he, you know, when you get in politics, if, if you cannot live out the true meaning of your convictions, you can get caught up in your aspirations. And, um, you know, my guy is suffered the loss of a son. I know it's like losing my brother and my mom within six weeks, six months apart. And wow. so um, um, I don't think he ever had a chance to really mourn uh, with his son and being vice president, a lot of obligations and commitments. I, I just would like for them not to do this to him. And I think it's wrong. So I his I, I, I policy, but my heart goes out to him uh, in terms of his
0: health. Well, and I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your, your family members your, and your mother as well. Uh, that can be a it is it is tough period. My my mom's in heaven. That's the that's the blessing I know is I know I'll see her again. I know where she's at. I know yeah. she's up there, yeah. you know, cheering me on yeah. as your mom is. Yeah, and that's that's like they?
1: Yeah, they're looking out. They're, they're waiting. Meeting.
0: They're cheering us on. And that's a blessing to know. Yeah. But I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. You know, when I first started seeing the videos where Biden was he's been doing it for over a year. Uh, Then you see the meme the funny videos making fun and I started just feeling like you know what? It's actually pretty disgusting that that the DNC is propping him up to do this And then I'm asking why is his family? I mean the last video I saw his wife was actually doing all the talking and he was standing there He was standing there next to her with a frown on his face the whole time I don't know if you've seen the video but he's standing Uh there literally with a frown while his wife is doing all the talking and at the end he just ends it by saying, you know, he agrees with her. But it's like, what, why would his family put him through that? And why would the DNC put him through that? I just, unless they plan on, if he gets in and the VP pick, let's talk about the VP pick. Stacey Abrams came out well, and basically I mean, blasted Joe that, about you know, the VP pick. Go ahead.
1: Reason, I'm sorry. If they're doing it for that reason, then they're being intellectually dishonest with the American people we just get Joe across the line and then we'll have Joe to step down because the same ones that I said that's using him if he were to be a, if he were to be elected president then they'll come in and do a movement and undercut him and say he needs to step down so their man can go anyhow and and that's see that that's wrong and you know I can tell you that there's no right way to do wrong and I, I just think what they're doing now is just uh, just to just, just, just crazy but but CJ I'm sorry. Uh, I talk to CJ so much. Uh, I got him on my mind. You know, love CJ, CJ Pearson. Yeah. Love that young man. They, yeah, America loves CJ too. Uh, yes. but then, you know um, when I when I look at the landscape and what's about to come. This is a very important election, and we do need a strong leader. Donald Trump has proven to be a strong leader. He's a man's man, you know, which which we've been missing that for a while. Um uh, seeing someone with backbone, seeing someone who's decisive, make a decision, stand up to the liberal media, call them what they, what they are. Um, that, that's important. Uh, he recognizes at home first. You know, as an old country boy, we used to say it's a poor cow that won't let her own calf. Uh as a matter of fact, if you desert your calf and that calf is born, your next step is be on the dinner table because if you ain't fit to take care of your own, you ain't fit to do nothing. Wow. And so when I look at President Trump want to make America better, we want to invest in America. Uh, look at, look, I tell you, look now, we're dependent on China for drugs. We're dependent on China for so many products. This has been an awakening. This has been an awakening how we've allowed foreign countries to eclipse us in so many ways. We allow those jobs to go to other countries. Uh, I was glad what with, with President Trump did with the, with the, the contract between Mexico and uh, in Canada. Yeah, USMCA. Uh, free trade. I was glad to see him bring uh, China back to his knees uh, based on uh, the tariffs. And everybody yep. was trying to just make such a mad thing out. What is he saying? Every president agreed with him that China's taking advantage of, of America. But when he does something about it, he gets criticized. Oh, it's gonna kill right. the economy. No, that's not what killed the economy. Something that the president had nothing to do with, that China knew about, that was not open and honest with the world, has caused this. And who has held him accountable? President Trump. And so it, it, it's interesting what's happening. But you know, I, I hope you ever hear this, this David, uh, even from NAACP and other groups, uh, we don't care who you vote for as long as you vote. Well, I've heard it a lie. Yeah. That's what I've experienced within my <laughs> party. But uh, We don't care who you vote for, just vote. Get out and vote. They said to the constituent campaign. It can be in a debate. We don't care who you vote for, just vote.
0: That's
1: a lot. Yeah. Uh, I see these groups out there calling themselves uh, the fight voter suppression. Uh, I, I saw with the fair uh, so-called fair fight, non-political supposedly group out there funding candidates and, and, and that does not, that do not care their water, where literally they attack people like me and others who want to support our opponents because we're not voting for the person they're voting for. That's voter suppression. You know why? They're doing it through threats. They're doing it through name calling. They're trying to suppress you, scare you, and run you back on, onto the plantation. The hypocrisy to talk about their anti-voter suppressor when they're actually, what they're doing, their actions, their actions are, are suppressing people's votes. And so those groups need to be accountable to those liberal groups like that who say they like like people, but don't do anything but suppress us and keep us down you know i'm just no longer uh i'm, I'm not going to smoke that cigarette
0: anymore <laughs> well and we are so glad that you're not what's your response to this uh, uh she she's a i think she's Rep- representative williams democrat out of atlanta you know who that is
1: yeah uh, uh, uh senator nakima Nakeem, uh, williams
0: chair yeah. of the democrat party of georgia you know, um,
1: I, I, I'm not going to do to her what she did to me. I will talk about her record. She doesn't have a record of doing anything for black people. Wow. See, one piece of legislation that she passed, they helped black people.
0: See, and that's what she I love.
1: It's, it's like what my mom said pay attention
0: to how they vote. You're saying go look at her yeah, record. Exactly. What has she done?
1: You ever heard the old Christian song, let my, let my Record Speak for Me? Yes. I got a solid record of helping the black community, I got a solid record. Of, of opening doors and level playing field. All that talk and all that rhetoric. So I I, I, I don't wanna attack her personally. It's about her record. Yeah. Um, she should be the last one to talk about that I don't share the values of the Democratic party. Um, but it's so much bigger than her. It's so much bigger. She's just taking the direction from the liberals. Um, that far left, who want her to carry out their agenda. That's all she's doing. And so I just hope that she becomes woke one day because I can tell you, let her do something that's, a, that's to the contrary of what they want her to do. When they finish with her, she'll understand. She'll come running back home. She'll be the first one talking about how bad they were treating her, how they were. But, you know, sometimes, like my mom said, you know, I told you that the stove was hot. Sometimes you got to let them burn themselves, and then they'll know (laughs) that story was happening.
0: Some people have to learn the hard way. That is absolutely true.
1: What would you say? I'm not going to attack her. I'm grateful. And we'll work with her. Let me tell you something. I'll work with anybody. I'll work with her. Yeah. You know? That's the good thing about Muhammad Ali. You know, um, when he decided not to uh, fight in Vietnam, there was a lot of criticism from African-Americans those who were patted on the back by white liberals uh, because, you know, maybe they played on this team and that team and, and, and the right thing to do as, a, as athletes to attack Muhammad Ali. But he never, I never seen him really go back and attack African Americans uh, because you take the black intellect and you're fighting each other because of, you know, these liberals over here No, let's don't fight each other. Let's just sit down and you have your views and I have my views. We got a lot more in common. We can either hang together or hang separate. I prefer to hang together because we can get things done that way. Um, But but to go and just attack your own for no reason other than to let the far left know that you're still with them, that is just preposterous.
0: Let me ask you this. Your, Your awakening and your courage and your willingness to come out and share your support for the president, is that a growing trend? I really feel like you're the tip of the spear. I think there's, I personally think there's a lot more members of Congress uh, and state representatives around the country that feel the same way that you feel and want to share their support for this president, but they just haven't yet, or they just they just haven't yet. Have you, have you heard, are there more... You know like you uh in uh, in office holding uh well, well, official see, positions yeah. that are supporting the president and just haven't come out yet
1: see um david some of them don't have the hide that i have this is some rough old hide because i've been attacked by the liberals for the past almost 30 years i've been around public office um they're afraid of being beat. they're afraid of being called a sellout they're afraid of being called a lot of things but I know they feel that way because they call me and they tell me. I've had several members, black members of the Georgia House of Representatives and on the Senate side say, you know, I agree with you. I've had some of the leadership who would say, who said to me, I agree with you. I just couldn't, in the room, I just couldn't, you know. And I said, that's fine. It's okay. Uh, Because one courageous man in in the crowd is a majority. And I know I I I put a chink in an armor. And I know that wall is cracking and more coming through. And I give you an example, in Michigan, the state representative up there, Representative Whitsitt, uh will be for her yes. last time, she called me and she said, look, I support you. I did, I heard about you, man, you're right. She said, I just thanked the president and they attacked me and they censored me for just thanking him. And I had the, the COVID virus. State Representative DeBerry out in Tennessee uh, served for 26 years, been elected 13 times by his, his constituents, and he's a pastor, and he's pro-life, and he supports school choice. And the Democratic Party literally waited just enough time to remove him from the ballot without any notification to him, he was not allowed to even file as an independent because the timeline had closed. They did wow. not, they, they they hatched this idea in darkness, and nurtured it in ignorance, and did this to a 26 year legislator, African American legislator. Perhaps what is his name, Lienland, Representative D. Berry? And that's I would
0: I'd love to have him on my podcast if you can connect me.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that CJ get you uh, connected to him, but what they did to him was wrong, and so. Why? Because it, so there's a lot of us out there. When you said that, I'm a, am I the only, I think I'm the first one to just step out so bold. And it yes. was, look, you're going to lose your seat or you stand to lose your seat. And what's about it wasn't about conviction. It was about putting my country before my party because my party has put the party before this country.
0: Wow. And I don't want
1: to be a part of that person. And so um, that's why I know they're feeling that way, even, even amongst the criticism. That I've gotten from some, even some of my friends, they said, you know what, Vernon, I may not agree with you uh, and vote for President Trump, but you sure are telling the truth about the Democratic Party. Wow. And I say, as long as I can get you to say, I'm telling the truth, you watch me, when you go to that poll and you're gonna think about Sleepy Joe, and you're gonna <laughs> think about the crime, <laughs> and you're gonna yes. think about Blacks being let out by Trump, and you're gonna be thinking about what Blacks did for HBCUs, and you're going to privately inquire. You're going to vote for Donald Trump. Why? Because you know it's the right
0: thing to do, and I believe that. Absolutely, I, I do too. Emphatically, you know, especially, especially coming out of this pandemic. You know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Yeah. Hopefully, on the tail end of it, we need to. I mean, could you imagine coming out of this pandemic and then giving the economy and the reins of our country to Joe Biden? <laughs> Or really any Democrat, you know what's telling to me is how many of the states where the where the governors are Democrats have have instituted draconian type measures of locking down so much of of what I think are necessities like churches, but they're keeping the smoke shops, the you know the weed shops, they're keeping those the liquor shops are keeping them open. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Well, I've had to run a government. And most times, one government does not want the other, the bigger government in its way. When I was county executive, I hated when state legislators were trying to run local government through the halls of the legislature. Look, take care of state issues. And then state legislators don't like the federal government pushing stuff down to them. One thing about this president, what he has done, I thought was brilliant. He's allowing, for the most part, the governors to make these decisions. I mean, there are some certain basic federal guidelines. But he's allowing the government in, in their own way because one size does not fit all to right. make these decisions. They know more about what's best for their state. Uh, and see, this is a balancing act. It's a balancing act between the economy and public safety and health. And so what this president has focused on, clearly he's focused on public safety and health of the American people. But at the same time, this president knows we gotta go to work. Right. And so let's not let's not unnecessarily choke us from getting back and getting America back on its feet again. Um, no no other president's ever had to deal with this in modern time. So all the Monday morning quarterbacks and all this stuff, they, they don't have to make a the decision themselves. Now, it's amazing. you got journalists who want to be comedians, and comedians who want to be journalists, and, and all of them <laughs> want to be the president. Uh, but what this president has done, I think, is he struck a good balance. He's allowing governors, for the most part, to do the same thing. And those governors... Who understand local government for the most part they're trying not to be too tight because one part of the state may be different from the other part of the state um, but but we do have to get back to work and there's some people are literally making more money through unemployment than they were making before
0: exactly. uh, they lost their job exactly.
1: but there are many people in small businesses out there who really need that, that, those resources all yeah. of my friends have lost their business some would not open those businesses again and when I saw one of the major universities that had a already a ton of money in their endowment, what did they need more money for? That should have gone to those small businesses did yeah. where, where they didn't have any money and needed those bridge loans, those, those guaranteed loans. Because I know a lot of them still haven't been able to get any uh, uh, loans. I'm glad that the federal government has put more money out there. I think they passed about $310 billion uh, yep. uh, to ask add some additional funds for small businesses. And so, yes, David, uh, um, we're in trying times. But America's resilient. We've come yes, through we are. so much and we're going to come through this too.
0: Yes, we are. Absolutely. If you could share a message to any anybody out there listening, I really hope everybody shares this podcast, shares these episodes to their friends, to liberals, to independents, to democrats, to anybody that doesn't believe the president or to anybody that thinks that hey, black trump supporters don't exist. Uh, which now there's two of us on here And the and, and you're still part of the Democrat Party And in office What would you say to the person that's on the fence Or that is just like Completely far left As far as as far as how important it is That Donald J. Trump wins this upcoming election
1: If you're black I would say get the hell off that fence Look what he's done To <laughs> your community You know look that's what good. he's done for unemployment For blacks Look what he's yeah. done for black institutions Look what he's done to reconnect black families. Look what he's done to come with those Opportunity Zone districts and a lot of black communities that need that reinvestment. Yes. That's a no-brainer. Then ask yourself, what has Joe Biden done for you? I don't hear all the of this stuff, what has Joe Biden done They It can't come up. Here. Just not there.
0: Yeah, it's not. The bl- black unemployment was at a historic low, Hispanic unemployment, Asian unemployment, uh, unemployment for women was at a fifty plus year low. The the wage gap between blacks and whites was at the lowest point it's been in decades. Uh, and Maybe that's all the before world opportunity world. zones. You know, those didn't really get a chance to even take effect yet, but that's still gonna take effect. Um it, it is yeah, you it, it's know what's a,
1: playing a major role in this. What's that? I am gonna tell you what's playing a major role yeah. in keeping blacks on the plantation. Them watching CNN... MSNBC with Rachel Maddow, uh, uh, Anderson Cooper, Cuomo. Don Lemon said that he was Don Lemon and others, those talking heads, because all they do is they put black people on there to tell you how racist Donald Trump is. I I haven't been contacted by a single liberal network. Now, when you think this is new? Let, her, let a let a Republican in any legislature come out and endorse Donald Trump. They will have him on there so they can talk about how I uh, should say endorse Joe Biden. Right. They right. will have that person on there talking about how bad Trump is and how great Joe Biden is. But here I am. That's made national news, as I understand it. Yes, I've you seen have. Now, any of those liberal networkers contacted me. To ask me, well, why do you support Donald Trump? You know why? Because they don't want they know blacks are looking at those shows and they don't want any black on there saying anything good about this president. Not saying anything good about this president, talking about the truth about this president, telling the truth about this president, I should say. You won't wow. see you won't they don't want that. They they'll get a they'll get a black person who call himself a Republican and get on CNN and just the whole time just going at Donald Trump.
0: Wow. So not one, time, not MSNBC. Not MSNBC, not CNN, not CBS, not ABC. None of them have contacted you for a statement since you came out supporting the president.
1: Not a single one of those national news outlets contacted. Me. Not wow. a single one. No meet the press. No mentioning of it on meet the press. No mentioning of it. The View hadn't contacted me. Yeah, they like TV I'd love to see you on The View.
0: <laughs> we need to get you on The View, my brother.
1: I would love that'd be, to be
0: amazing you.
1: for one i can appreciate being in the company of, of smart women i can appreciate being in the company of accomplished women um because they're they're uh, they're educated um, um, they are mothers they're wives uh, they are sisters um they they're regular people now we may disagree but i would love to be there because as a black man I don't need them to think for me. If mm. I come on that show, I'm not coming on there to debate my answer with you. I'm coming on there to tell you how I feel and what my beliefs are. And let your audience make up their mind whether they like to Say or they don't. But if they can put Stacey Abrams on there, why can't they put me on there? Yeah. That is, I'm that is telling. And I'm a city, I'm a city legislator. This is no sitting legislator. She no. didn't almost win governorship. No, she was fifty thousand votes from getting into a runoff. Well, you right. and I both know what know what happens when you get into a runoff. Black voters tend not to come back to the polls. But yeah. that narrative was shaped. I can compare my record to anybody. Matter of fact, I'm surprised that Joe Biden, if he's looking for a running mate, why hasn't he called me? I've run in government. I've been in the legislature. I've shaped public policy, including on health care. I create the first local office of Homeland Security in the country. Why? Because you dial 911. It doesn't go to Washington, D.C. It goes to the first responders. I have a track record on the environment, buying preserving green space, taking uh, at our landfills, taking the gas that's released in the air, uh, working with our partner, Georgia Power, and creating green energy, turning trash literally into cash. I've never raised taxes. I've cut, I've cut taxes. I've run various agencies. Law, including law enforcement, fire, rescue. Uh, back during uh, 2011, um, I had a, a, a readiness, preparedness plan. working with my health department, my law enforcement in the event because CDC was in my county. If something were to hit CDC and were to go airborne, it would it would be a, another pandemic crisis. Done that. Um, when the when we had the issue with Katrina. I prepared and put together the 1st and only local comprehensive disaster relief center where we were doing everything from creating mailboxes so people who didn't have homes can get those checks. We had the computer. They didn't have computers so they can get online and be able to put in their information. We had rolling kids in school. We used my housing department to find housing for those who've been displaced. The health department there with people donating glasses. The youngest person I think we served was about Three months old, the oldest later about 92, over ten thousand people. Wow! I submitted that comprehensive creed to Benny Thompson at the time, who was over with the Homeland Security uh, committee. So, but you know what? Joe Biden has already said that. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Wait, a, you are very you know, qualified. As a black man, I'm eliminated again from the Democratic Party.
0: So hold the hold the hold the phone. You are extremely qualified. You've got a very ex- extensive and, ex- and, and uh, uh, impressive history and track record from business to local city-state governance. And here we've got the guy that the Democrats are propping up as the potential president for the United States that has already declared, you're not qualified.
1: Right. <laughs> so I'm part of the Democratic Party, and I'm not qualified. I am not qualified.
0: Because you are a male. Because he's, he said he's going to pick be... a, a woman of color. So he's canceled out black men once again.
1: But a woman of color could be Hispanic. A woman, a woman of color could
0: be Yeah, he uh, didn't say black Asian. woman.
1: So Yeah,
0: he didn't say black so woman. See. He said woman of color.
1: That's my whole point. He did not say a black woman. He said a woman. Wow. And so he didn't say, I'm going to select the best person.
0: Exactly.
1: So, I mean, for example, everyone knows that Stacey Abrams put the pressure on him to what? To select Pick a, a black, black woman as vice president running. Name. Yeah. Take my record and put it beside her record. I've served more years in the legislature, she had. I've chaired committees that she didn't chair. I've actually run a government that had more people in some states. with wow. it's HUD under my jurisdiction, law enforcement under my jurisdiction, public health under my jurisdiction. I appointed judges, department heads, got our county a dual triple-A credit rate by, by Moody's and Standards and Coors, which, which right now the federal government doesn't have a triple-A credit rate. My county never had until I got
0: there. When I left,
1: it left. Wow! But I'm not qualified
0: because you're because
1: a man. I'm not a woman, and I'm you know I'm black.
0: And they want to call Trump sexist. <laughs> you know, they want to call
1: Trump a racist too.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that really is and, and, that know, really is know, racism and now. sexism in the same context in the same sentence by saying I'm going to choose a woman and a woman of color. He's being sexist and racist.
1: Right. And you know what? It, it was interesting. Uh, when when I think about the liberal media, they never talked about my track record the whole time I was there. It was all about garbage. You know why? Because they knew I had the potential. They knew I, I was headed for leadership. They didn't want a, a, an independent black man going anywhere. They never talked about, about my record the entire time I was in office. I passed you work. four bond you initiatives, including three on one night. On one night, three separate bond initiatives. The same night uh, Donald Schwarzenegger tried to pass one for the state of California, I passed three, my administration, and me taking the message directly to the people, passed three different bond initiatives. And one night, separate, the media was criticizing me because I was lumping parts and, and public libraries and infrastructure all in one. They made such a big deal of it. I told my county executive assistant, I said, hell, split them. Put them in three separate ballot initiatives, and we're still going to pass. And we did. They don't want to talk about it. Wow. They knew you were dangerous. (laughs) And that's what the left fears. That's what they fear. And they think right now, David, they're really fearful of me because I stuck them. They didn't see it coming. They didn't expect it. And they, they're they checking my Twitter uh, followers. They're oh, seeing yeah. that influence. And they don't know what to do. They're panicking right now. They don't know what to do. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just what with that pot. I told you that pot was boiling. And that leaves are getting ready to blow off. As <laughs> an American, I'm going to do everything I can to get them woke.
0: Well, if you, Representative Vernon Jones, if you had a message to share to this president, what would you say to him?
1: State of course, Um, state of course. You have changed people's lives in this country for the first time in a long time. You're the only president that I know in my lifetime that has put America first, America's families first, black, white, different orientation, young, old, he's put us first. He wants to put resources here. He's want, He wants to bring jobs back here. Those people that have money in offshore accounts that didn't want to have all their money just taken up in taxes, he's creating an environment where they can come back and invest and grow the economy. That, that's amazing. He's a good businessman. He understands things. And, and, you know, um, uh, one person said one time that our country needs to go through a revolution every 20 years. Hmm. And what is a revolution? Radical change. President Trump has brought in radical change. But the but the type of change where our company, our country, has gotten even better. was well, it's unemployment, small businesses getting off the ground, uh, black colleges, criminal justice reform act, the terrorists, leveling the playing field, these other foreign countries not paying their fair share to the various world organizations. He's holding people accountable. And you know what? Black people have been complaining since Jago Hoover, how they've been profiled and how the government was breaking the laws, giving these illegal search warrants and all this other stuff. And you know what? President Trump has blown the lid off that too. We've been saying it for years. We've yeah. been saying it for years what the FBI and the Justice Department was doing. Look at the yep. FISA, of course. Look what they did with Carla Payne. Yep. Look what they did. They were willing to go after a presidential candidate, a president-elect, and the president himself. And that came from the top. Fish rocks from the head. Let me be clear, oh, yeah. the rank and file FBI just people, they do their job, they do their jobs well. They do their jobs well. They work hard each and every day. But when you look at the top, when you have FBI director say, yeah, I'll, and he said it publicly, yeah, I thought i will send my guys over there to interview Flynn, catch them off guard. They don't know yep. what's going on right now. President just got in office. Really? That comes from the FBI?
0: The top. Director,
1: when you see FISA warrants, when they hold back that that one of the guys they're seeking a FISA warrant for has been told by the FBI, by the CIA, he is one of our assets. But that to be left out of a FISA warrant?
0: It's, it's, it's insane.
1: Lives have been destroyed. And I know what that's like, too. I've had to go through unnecessary investigation Why? Because liberals did not want me to succeed. They didn't wow. want me in office. They want to overdu- overturn the duly elected county executive like they wanted to overturn, and still some do, to overturn a duly elected president of these United States. And I'm appalled that a congressional black conference has not joined President Trump. When Christopher Ray first came in, they were going to him about riot targeting these black groups. Hmm. But when they came to testify, when the FBI and the Justice Department leadership came to testify before Congress on the hearings on Russia, Russia, Russia and Ukraine, oh, they were talking about how wonderful the FBI and, and, and the uh, Justice Department wow. was were. Really? Wow. And that was the time right there to say, you know what? We've been saying this all along, but they hated Donald Trump so much that they lost a golden opportunity to blow the tomb off. And look at the top of the ranks of the FBI and the Justice Department. Let's go specifically to the FBI first. Of all those at the top that were removed, how many were African-Americans? How many were African-Americans? Did you see any? No. I didn't see any. From Peter Mm-mm. Stroke to, to, to Lisa Page to McCabe. Nope. To uh, I, I, Comey. I didn't see any of them. Did you, were any of them African-Americans? I mean, really? That's interesting, is
0: very interesting.
1: And I, another thing too, um, I look at when serving in legislature. You know, we get a chance to do reapportionment every ten years. And when Georgia's last reapportionment took place back in two thousand and ten, well, actually, the census count was ten. Two thousand eleven, they redrew the districts. The first time I've known in modern time that I can think of. Where, when the maps were sent from the legislature to the Justice Department for pre-clearance based on the Voters Rights like Act, the Democratic president and the Democrat, who with a Attorney General Eric Holder, who's black too, the Justice Department approved those maps, and many of those maps that were approved had an impact on black districts in a negative way. Wow! And when I see Eric Holder now want to get out of here, out here, and file these lawsuits about these, uh, about these congressional seats. Wait a minute, Mr. Eric Holder, were you not the the Attorney General, and they had to come through your office to be approved? Right. Now you want to say he did it for gerrymander? Where were you then? Yeah. I tell you where they were then. They didn't want to piss off Georgia because they were going to put Georgia in play for Obama wow. in two thousand twelve. So they didn't want to piss off the republicans so you know they did they passed those maps, and then they still left georgia high and, and, and dry because they didn't come to campaign in georgia wow and when i hear eric boulder going around filing these lawsuits it's ridiculous i want, black people to be woke. I want them to be woke yes because the free that's the, that's the whole purpose of free clearance by the justice department to make sure black voting strength was not diluted and you know who else played a role in selling that, helping who? draw those maps? Who? Think about a person from Georgia, high-profile political person
0: in Georgia. Coming?
1: Okay. That wants to be a VP candidate.
0: Oh, Abrams.
1: Check check the record. You
0: talking check about Stacey Abrams? Yes. I just saw a piece where she was specifically talking about that, trying to get the, uh, by 2021, she said, she this was like back in 2014. And she was sharing that by 2021, she wanted to have redistrict, redistricting in such a way that the minorities would be the majority. And basically, so that white folks wouldn't be able to vote. It wouldn't matter what they voted.
1: Well, why why didn't she, did she fight for that in 2011 when we were doing the math? Why were there mm. black legislators mad at her for selling out to the Republican wow. legislature? I just want my people to be woke.
0: Yes, well, we all we we that is our hope. You know what we're I'm thankful that you stood up.
1: You know whose sister, you know who's sister benefited? Got a federal judgeship. Hers. Stacey Abrams. Stace Abrams' sister got a federal judgeship? Doing that process.
0: Really. Well, that's that's keeping it in the family that's that's well, that seems no, like saying, it's it's like Maxine Waters I'm out of California using her daughter and her family you know, to do all these other you know functions and different aspects of her campaign and allocating certain amounts of money to them and it's uh it's well,
1: see, this, is, this is what bothers me um, when I hear and by the way I've had to have an elections office under my umbrella too as, as county executive. I I know about running the election office. Um, Voter suppression. If her organization Fair Fight about voter suppression, then why are they suppressing my vote? Hmm. Why are they coming in and supporting a candidate because they don't like my views? That's voter suppression. That's the ironic part. Yeah, it is. If you want to talk about vote suppression? And yeah. So now, look, I, 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 I'm not, the, I'm not angry at her. It's not that I dislike her, but I'm just talking. I'm talking policies. I'm right. talking, you know, stand for what you say you're going to stand for. Exactly. If your group going to be non-political? Then why are you getting involved with one candidate based on partisan politics? How right. Republican candidates have that organization contributed to. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in. There. That's why when they sent me a check, I sent it
0: back. Oh, really?
1: Because I couldn't be marked. I sent it back. Yeah, I sent it back. I didn't want it. I sent it back. Nice. Twice. I never, I never cashed. Why? Because you're not going to buy me to silence
0: me. Right. No, that's a that's beautiful. That is a, it's a rarity. We need a lot more of it. We need a lot more of uh, of individuals like you with your courage. I really hope uh representative vernon jones i really hope that your courage and your desire your willingness to stand up and to speak out and to share your support for this president is a ripple effect has a rippling effect throughout the democrat party throughout the black community and throughout this country that is a a roadblock that stops mentally stops people from thinking donald trump is all the negative things that the media says wait a minute Vernon Jones, a member of the Democrat Party, rep, state representative in Georgia, he actually is sharing, no, I support this president. I really hope that uh, that your, what you've done is a massive ripple effect, and I believe that it will be, I truly do.
1: Well, David, outlets like yours are going directly to the American people. Um, my story is not being told on mainstream media. Uh, the liberal mainstream media. It's been told by, ironically, uh, your organization, other conservative organizations. And again, I, I'm, I'm not in lock, stock, and barrel on everything with everybody in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. I'm just being burned. Yeah. And having you having this source of meaning to get my message out is accomplishing what I want to accomplish because I've seen already a number of videos, people I don't even know who's standing with me. I mean, it's it's crazy what is happening. Uh, Everyday people too, I mean, everyday people. I'm not talking about the elite party folks involved. I'm talking about that. Those everyday folks are starting to think like, wow, what are you saying is true. They've been thinking, but they haven't been saying. Just like Donald Trump. Donald Trump says a lot of things that a lot of people think they're afraid to say it. Mm. And I think you're gonna see, I believe you're gonna see Donald Trump increases numbers this election uh, in, in terms of the black African-American vote. And that's the beginning of the beginning. And that's what liberals fear more than anything else. More than anything yes. Else. And so I appreciate Again, you have to give me an opportunity to come. I hope you have to come back, David. Um, Absolutely. As, as this election seems to roll forward. And I look forward to having a chance to sit down and uh, we don't have to be um, six feet from each other with a mask <laughs> on or have yeah. a Zoom. I can uh, we can be on the same platform and, and share ideas and, and um, just educate our people. That's all.
0: Yes, that's what it's about. I would it would be an honor to have you on again. I'd love to stay uh, in in uh, in step with you as your campaign goes. Uh, I'm so thankful that you are personally staying in there, and you are going to go for go, you're going up for re-election too. Is that right?
1: I'm I'm, I'm just going to finish my term. My term ends. I was going to I was not going to complete my term. Um, when all that brouhaha came out. But when I saw the amount of support from Americans around this country, I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and finish my term and I'm going to give them hell. Yes, uh, We go back in special session. I have a bill that I co-sponsored that deals with uh, uh, illegal immigrants who commit violent crimes being uh, reported to ICE. I want to see that get through. And that's, that's going to be a huge impact. But you know what? Uh, I, I'll have an even bigger platform when I can truly go across this country uh, and not be hamstrung uh, by this party um, uh, and by just being elected office. I can go where I want and do what I want, say what I want to say, uh, because this is something that needs to be heard. Um, some of our greatest leaders and most influential leaders never served in public office ever. Very true. I.e. Dr. King. Yep. Um, and so I know Dr. King would me be clear about that, but that's just an example. Uh, Jesus didn't hold political office, um, but he changed this world. the world. Yes. Well, I'm thankful you're for achieved. you, brother. You're making a difference. You're making a difference, David. You don't hold public office, but you're making a difference. So, um, you know, I just, I just want to just educate my people. I want to ed- educate him, all Americans. It doesn't matter your color, your your origin, um, where you live. Um, look, we can to hang together or hang separately. I prefer to hang together with American people. We got some serious issues going on now with this pandemic crisis, and we should be coming coming together and, and, and supporting this president through this type of uh, era. and uh, And we are going to get through this; I can tell you, we are. So, I appreciate being on your show, and thank you so much.
0: Well, you know something, I just thought of. Have you have you met Bishop Harry Jackson yet?
1: No, I haven't.
0: He's uh he was a bishop that was in the Oval Office with the president on Good Friday. And he prayed for the wow. president. He prayed for the country. He read some scriptures out of the Bible. Did you see that when that took place? I didn't see it. I'll send you the clip. He's a good friend of mine. He's right outside. Okay. Of, he's in Maryland, and him and I are supposed okay, to be going no. on a him and I are supposed to be going on a tour. Um, again, this was before pandemic. We were supposed to be going on a ten, eleven city tour. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about participating in that if we can get back to that place where we're going to have a tour but it's an outreach to black communities through black churches. And everything you said is everything that we're trying to get the black community to just be willing to do. Think independently, think for yourself, and really vote your values, and then look at how the president's policies actually line up with, should be all of our values, but especially the values of the black community. So it'd be an honor to talk to you about that further.
1: Okay, thank you so much, I, I appreciate that. We're we here each other. Uh, and certainly when you come to the ATL, um, we're gonna have some fun. I'm gonna take you down to uh, the varsity hot dog, number one place for hot dogs around here. Okay. I'm going to take you down there, and get you a good hot dog. <laughs> All right,
0: Alrighty, sounds everybody. good. Peace out. Well, Representative Vernon Jones, God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for being with me, and we'll see you again. Uh, we'll see you again next time.
1: You got a deal. Thank you so much.
0: All right, God bless you. Bye bye. Friends, there you have. Representative Vernon Jones literally sending shockwaves through the Democrat Party, uh, a black man, a Democrat, a state representative saying, I proudly throw my weight and my support behind Donald J. Trump for president this year. It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, hope I really, truly hope that this episode blessed you, encouraged you, inspired you, and taught you something. Please share this episode with 10 friends. Literally, just Click, share, put in 10 friends, and just send it out and hope that it helps reach the masses and wake people up. It'll go a long way to help me reach more people and reach more people with the truth because we all need some more truth. So God bless you. Thank you for uh, choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.